1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
2: All righty, this is Zach Gelb, show on CBS Sports Radio. Now joining us is the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and you can check him out on social media at RossTuckerNFL. And Ross always comes to us on behalf of MyFrontPageStory.com, and go get the best gift ever right before Christmas, Hanukkah, all the holidays as well. Ross Tucker, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Dude, you're looking jacked, Zach. You look awesome. Thank you. I I would say that you're looking awesome, too, but you're wearing a Penn State shirt. What the heck is going on with you? What do you want me to wear? I don't know. Go back to Princeton. Uh, Go back to any other team in college football. Like, I love Pat Kraft, but come on. uh, James Franklin? I can't support him. You know what? First
0: of all, I live in central Pennsylvania. Secondly, I think at some point Franklin or Penn State actually gave this to me. I don't think I actually bought it. I think I got pretty it like big, in a gym sense. bag or something. And thirdly, dude, I wear prints and stuff pretty much every day <laughs> to the point where it's obnoxious. And I'm taking my daughters to and from hip hop class tonight. Ah. and I don't want I don't want the other uh, parents to be like, oh my gosh, this dude's wearing prints and stuff again. <laughs> like I'm like the guy. I'm like the guy that wants to make sure everybody knows that I went to Harvard every time I go to school. So I'm trying to not be that guy tonight.
2: Yeah. I, I do always feel uh, very dumb when I talk to you because uh, you're just at a different intelligence level than yours. Truly. Not at
0: all. Not at all. <laughs> I, listen, I was a, a football meathead way before football helped me get into Princeton for school way before that
2: <laughs> Ross Tucker here with us. Get Uh him back to the football Uh, Eagles get blown out by the 49ers at Lincoln Financial Field. Now they have a game up against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football in Jerry's World on a scale of 1 to ten, one, uh, no concern at all. 10, all the concern in the world. Where's your concern level with the Eagles right now?
0: Uh, Probably, It's a good question. Probably about a 3 or a 4. So uh, I lean more towards... Not being overly concerned. Now, that's not the same as saying that I think that they're going to win the game necessarily or that they're going to, you know, go on another run here because this is a really tough spot for them, Zach. I mean, you know, this would be a win that the Eagles would be a really nice win for the Eagles. Let's be honest. The Cowboys have to win this game. Yeah. Like, to have a realistic chance to get to their first NFC championship game since 1996 – I think if you're the Cowboys, you, you pretty much have to win this game because the wild card road is just so tough, Zach, right? I mean, you know, three road playoff games as opposed to the Eagles, you know, they're still battling it out, obviously, for that number one seed, which I personally, I think they I think they overdid it. I, I think they overweighted it. I think two home playoff games for the number one seed as opposed to, having to play three games, including one on the road with the number two seed. I mean, Zach, they might have the same record, right? Like Niners, Eagles, or whoever, they might have the same record. And the path for those two teams is so different, it bothers me. So I still think the Eagles are a really good team. I thought they would lose to the Niners. Not sure I thought they would lose in the manner in which they did, but I thought they would run out of gas and lose the game, and that's what happened.
2: The Dallas point that you bring up, you're right. Like the game mattered for the 49ers more up against the Eagles. And now it, it matters more for Dallas. Cause there's a few teams this year, like the lions, the dolphins, you know, I'll throw the Cowboys in there as well. They all have really good records, but when they go up against that next step, it's like, Hmm, are they really ready to be a, a great team in the NFL? Even though the record indicates they are. And, and, and to your point, Zach, those teams, they haven't really shown
0: for the most part. We can go through. I know the Lions beat the Chiefs in the opener, and I'm sure the Cowboys have a good win at some point, but for the most part those teams have not beaten good teams. So to think that if they're not the number 1 seed that they can then go and win 3 games against good teams seems unlikely, right? Like what when they let's like who's picking the Dolphins if they're not the number 1 seed to go to the Super Bowl? Probably nobody. Same with the Cowboys. Like, we haven't really seen these teams beat a really good team, let alone three really good teams in consecutive weeks to believe that they're going to do that. People will still end up picking,
2: you know, maybe the Chiefs or the Ravens or, you know, the Eagles or the Niners. Ross Tucker here with us. Ross, Tyree killed through 13 weeks of the season, is on pace for over 2,000 yards, over 130 catches, and 17 touchdowns. I don't have an MVP vote, but if I did – he would get my vote right now. What says you? I'm okay
0: with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, I think I think the interesting thing about that is, is he more valuable than Tua Tungavailoa on his own team? And I would submit to you that he probably is. Now, the, the problem with that is a lot of times that's a product of who, the, who else on the roster. Like, if you had a great backup quarterback, then maybe Tua's not as valuable. And I don't know how you feel about Mike White or Skylar Thompson or whatever. And obviously, my whole thing is this. If you were playing the Dolphins and you're a defensive coordinator, would you rather them be without Tua or be without Tyreek? Tyreek. And I would submit to you, I think that they would rather the Dolphins not have Tyreek. I think they'd rather deal with Tua and the other guys as opposed to Mike White, but they have Tyreek Hill because he's just so scary. And you have to account for him in everything you do. And McDaniel does an unbelievable job of getting him open and getting him in, you know, these situations where he's a game wrecker. You know, he is an absolute game changer. It's funny because, you know, there's a lot of momentum now for Purdy as MVP, Zach. I don't have McCaffrey. I'm fine with that. I, I think he's excellent. But I also kind of wonder, like, if you ask the Niners players, If it's Purdy or McCaffrey, I'm not sure they would all say Purdy. Like, if you ask them, who's the most valuable player on your offense, I don't know that they would all say Purdy. I think some of them might say McCaffrey.
2: Well, it's funny that you bring up McCaffrey, because when I did this take yesterday, I said, Tyreek's my MVP, and if it's not Tyreek, it would then be Christian McCaffrey. But you know what this has become? Uh, There hasn't been a quarterback to not win the MVP since 2012. It now just goes to whoever the the quarterback is for MVP, and then offensive player of the year is the best non-quarterback.
0: Yeah, I, and I don't know when we all decided that. Stupid. right? Like, I, I'm actually okay with it. Like, if we just if we just put it out there.
2: Yeah, but we you can't
0: this. have the MVP be a quarterback. And like the MVP voting, the top four will be quarterbacks usually, right? And maybe not this year, but usually. But then the offensive player of the year will be like Justin Jefferson or Tyree Kill. So wait, let me get this straight. So the guy that got second in MVP voting isn't the offensive player of the year <laughs> or the MVP himself, isn't the offensive player of the year. But somehow we all just kind of go
2: along with it and be like, yeah, uh, it's it's kind of funny. And, and I'll take it a step further. Ross Tucker. I think you could make a case. Uh, one of these teams make the playoffs and they stay healthy, which I know miles Garrett's dealing with an injury, miles Garrett and, and TJ watt by the definition of the MVP. I don't know how many players are more valuable than them this year. Cause both of those teams don't have a quarterback
0: a very good point and i think when miles especially is banged up for the browns you see that really look at the record for both those teams without those guys it's actually remarkable because usually like you know i have a betting podcast the even money betting podcast right and usually zach defensive players non-quarterback they don't really move the betting line that much you know what i mean like maybe a half a point whereas quarterbacks it can be a four, five, six-point swing. But you would think at this point, based on the body of work that we have, that there would be a difference in the in the point spread, a significant one if T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett weren't playing. I'd love to know what it would be for the Dolphins if Tyreek Hill wasn't playing. But then that also goes back to your initial question, which is if Tyreek Hill wasn't playing, the betting line would not change as much as it would if Tua wasn't. It just wouldn't. So then what 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 the books are telling us is Tyreek's not as valuable as Tua.
2: I, I like this conversation. I also hate part of this conversation because to make the case for Tyreek, you have to kind of knock Tua Tunga-Vailoa. And I think Tua has shown this year he's a good quarterback. But I'll just go back to last year in the playoffs against the Bills with Skylar Thompson, the third string quarterback. The Dolphins almost went into Buffalo and won. So I think like that also factors in. And you know what's so funny about you saying that?
0: Zach, so a couple days ago, I was on with Jim Rome here on CBS Sports Radio, and he and he asked me something about Tyreek Hill, and, and I, I said what well, I said to you earlier about the defensive coordinator thing, and you know Joe Shad, he used to be yeah. a college football insider, Works for, uh, so he posted Dolphins. that clip. He posted that clip. Not one person replied saying, great point about Tyreek, Tyreek should be MVP, <laughs> Tyreek's awesome. Every reply was... You're trashing Tua. I'm trashing Tua. Welcome You're to hater. the Tua Tua's a great player. <laughs> it's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. Like, I didn't say a single negative thing about Tua. Not mm-hmm. a single negative thing about him.
2: Yeah. Well, welcome to the world that we live in. Ross Tucker here with us. Another game... Like, we talk about the Cowboys having something to prove this week. Seattle now all of a sudden is 6-6, six and six, and they have a tough one going to Santa Clara up against the 49ers. Can you... Give me an argument why the Seahawks could win this game coming up on Sunday afternoon.
0: Yeah, here, here, here's what it is. Forget turnovers or flukes or whatever. It, it's very simple. Let down game for the Niners. Let down game, right? The Niners had revenge on their mind ever since the NFC Championship game. I remember when the schedule came out, Zach.
2: It was big, And yeah.
0: Kyle Shanahan made a comment about being thankful that they're not playing the Eagles to week 13, because that way they'll have their whole team, which I thought meant, by the way, that Purdy wouldn't be yeah. available for the opener at the time. But since when does a coach do that? Because when does a coach...
2: Well, he knew what his locker room was saying.
0: Right, but since when does a coach in April already talking about a week 13 game? So I think the Niners are poised for a letdown here. And I also was really impressed with Geno Smith and the receivers for the Seahawks against the Cowboys. Now, they've had 10 days to rest and prepare. So unlike the Niners... Who had the rest advantage against the Eagles? Now the Seahawks have it. And I still think, even though they're playing well, you know, Ambry Thomas and Traverius Ward, I still think that's the way to beat the Niners. I still think you got to attack them with Lockett and Jackson Smith and Jigba, and obviously DK Metcalf, big plays in the passing game, who fungus out. So I think the Seahawks have those two things going for them. Do I think they'll win the game? No. But I think that's why I took the Seahawks and the points on the Even Money Betting Podcast, because I just think that that's enough for the Seahawks to be able to keep it close at least.
2: Ross Tucker, where do you have Bill Belichick coaching next year if you had to make a prediction?
0: Uh, I I think it's Washington or Carolina. Ooh. Because I think it's somewhere where they're looking to change the culture and or get some credibility which I think both those franchises are sorely lacking, right? You've got the last 20 years for the Commanders, the disaster, and a new owner who I think, interestingly, both of these guys, Zach, are hedge fund guys, right? Both Josh Harris for Washington, David Tepper for Carolina. What does that mean? That means they realize that there are ebbs and flows to a market. Like, they realize that, you're going to have down years. And what? And how have those guys made a lot of their money? Buying stuff at the bottom. Like buying stuff when it's down and then watching it go back up. They probably might look at Belichick as that. Okay, so they have a terrible quarterback in Mac Jones. They don't have a good roster. Did this guy just forget in, in three or four years how to coach football? Probably not, right? And with everybody being so upset up in arms in Carolina right now, I think that there's a possibility that Tepper – You know, it's a credibility factor for both these guys, right? You bring in Belichick. No one can really criticize that move, right? I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. They can't say it's a terrible hire. And then he breaks the all-time record for wins with your franchise, and you get to celebrate that like like that's something you did. I think he goes to one of those two.
2: I would say the commanders over the Panthers, if that's the choice, because – Josh Harris, I believe, would get out of the way and let Belichick do his magic. I don't think Tepper, like Tepper, tries to pretend he's the football guy when he's not the football guy.
0: That would not go over well with Belichick. Exactly, that would not be a real good. That would not be a real good match. So maybe he's better with the Commanders. But you never know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the Chargers think that Belichick—that would be the with best. What one. he did with Brady all the time. Maybe they think that. Belichick just needs a good roster, and the Chargers certainly have that.
2: And I'll give you one more. I've been saying this since September after they lost their first game of the season. Jim Harbaugh, the perfect fit, is Buffalo. What do you think about that?
0: Jim Harbaugh to Buffalo? Boy, a lot of people think Jim Harbaugh to Chicago. That's the one I've been hearing a lot of. Um I think that's possible. I don't think that the Bills will let go of McDermott. I I don't I don't they might. But I think we'll, we're, we're going to see. I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it. It'll depend on how they finish. But I think
2: Pagula might give him one more year. So right now, if we had to blast this clip out on, on social media and get a bunch of people riled up, because I know that you always love that after the whole uh, Tua conversation too, Ross Tucker. You got to tell me through 13 weeks who you feel most confident playing in the Super Bowl coming up in February in Las Vegas. Who would the two teams be?
0: Ooh. Um, if I had to pick right now, man, I guess I would go Niners Ravens rematch. What was that 10 years ago? The The, the, the Harbaugh 11 years ago, I think it was
2: 2014 or 2013, something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I'd probably go Niners Ravens rematch. But you know, just like we talked about the ebbs and flows of a market, and like there's still more ebbs and flows to be had, you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
2: well, Lamar's got to stay healthy. Like Lamar gets right, hurt, they're, they're screwed. Healthy, he's been hurt the last also, two
0: years. Right, and also some of these teams that are nine or more wins, like you know Lions or Dolphins or whoever, maybe Eagles. Who knows? They're going to start to play bad, and and vice versa. Some of these teams are going to really start to turn it on. And I'm curious to see how much the Ravens can turn it on without Mark Andrews. But right now, based on what I've seen so far, I think I'd go Ravens Niners.
2: All right, last one before we get to my front page story. Um, And it's a great gift and uh, highly recommend it for so many people, especially during the holiday season. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, playing really well the last few weeks. Where's your confidence at with Jordan Love right now? Pretty darn high, as is my confidence level with that franchise. They're remarkable.
0: I mean, they have five receivers. Three of them are rookies and two of them are second-year guys. Their two tight ends are both rookies. I mean, that is impressive. And they're making the playoffs, too. They probably are. I want. I don't even know. I got to look at the sports books. Like, can I start to bet a future, like their season win total over for next year right now? Because I would like to do that for the Green Bay Packers. Because I think that they're going to, they have a chance. I mean, even the injuries they've had on the offensive line, they weren't expecting these two guys to be their tackles. It's impressive, man. Really impressive.
2: All righty. Everyone needs a good gift this time of the year. I, we're getting closer and closer to the end of the month. And people are like, uh-oh, I don't know what to do. Is that your mother, right? I'm assuming. No, that is my wife's grandmother. Oh, oh, with the little one. I didn't see the little one there. Yeah. So, yeah, so tell me about my, my wife's front page grandmother. Story. She
0: calls her Oma, and uh, it's the front page treatment we got her for myfrontpagestory.com. She loved it. She actually passed a couple years ago, but that's one of the reasons why we're so happy we did it because now we have yeah. it, right? And when she moved into a senior community, we got her that story. Dude, Zach, she read it every day. That's awesome. And I know a lot of guys are driving right now and have no idea what to get any of their loved ones for the holidays. You're probably just thinking like a gift card or something. Make this the year that you do something special and unique. Just go to MyFrontPageStory.com. Check it out. Zach, you literally, while you're in the car, talk to a writer for 10 minutes. Tell them how great your wife is or your mom or your dad, whatever. They write this unbelievable story. You see it. It looks like it's on the cover of the newspaper, framed beautiful. Thought it was Sports and then Illustrated. It to them and be like, "Yeah, I want something special for you, honey. I had a story written about you. They love it. And then when they read the quotes, like, I never thank her, hit her enough, everything she does for the family, they cry every time. Waterworks, if you yeah. want to make your wife cry happy tears, <laughs> myfrontpagestory.com. If you want to look as jacked as Zach Gelb wow. does right now, myfrontpagestory.com, that's the key.
2: How about that? Ross Tucker can come on anytime he wants. Ross Tucker, we appreciate it. Great to see you. See you, bud. There you go. Ross Tucker joining us on the show. Always love my conversations with Ross. I've known him a long time. Going back to my first job in uh, local AM radio, which was in the Princeton market. And uh, Ross, always a big supporter of the Princeton program.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Whatever
0: Thank you